Hello and welcome to Vacuuming the Lawn. My name is Paxton Griffith. And I'm Braden Cummins. And we're kind of in a different area here on camera now, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we're on Zoom today. You can see how ugly we are now. You can put the faces. <laughs> you know, my mom always said I had a face for the radio, so oh, I think yeah. they're well, finally seeing she's that. she's right. Yeah, I think they're finally seeing that. <laughs> well, we got a pretty big guest today, don't we? We do, I'm excited we do. about this. Ryan Patrick from the MASH Matters podcast is here with us today. Uh, Ryan, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am uh, thrilled to be here with you fellas. Uh, I feel like you brought me on so that you could uh, tap into the senior citizen market. Uh, <laughs> you needed you needed an older guest to really hit that demographic and introduce yourself to to the senior circuit. So I'm I'm glad to I'm glad to be here. Um, hi guys, it's good to hi, see hey. you. How's it going? Good to see you. It's going good. Uh, yeah, my name is Ryan Patrick. I am. Uh, I do a podcast called Mash Matters, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of acting too. I've acted with these guys, and uh, I've been doing theater in in Southern Illinois area for uh, uh, most of my life. Um, and uh, let's see. I collect autographs. I uh, love the St. Louis Cardinals, even when they stink, like they do this year. Um, and uh, I uh, I am a former amateur magician um and i love carbs so i think that's i think that's everything right <laughs> don't we all yeah i was gonna say yeah love yeah. that yeah no it's good <laughs> this is the first time i've seen you in a long time it feels like yeah yeah we kept we keep up on social media but yeah. we haven't seen each other in a long time yeah yeah it, it's funny too because it feels like we're kind of in covid with zoom on yeah, it. Right. it just yeah. feels a little weird to be back on zoom I, that was what my senior year was of high school so i just feel like i'm back in like my high school days yeah I know, I know. It, Zoom is great in doses, you know? I mean, we all kind of got burnt out on it, but it is a great tool. It really is. It's a handy oh, tool yeah. to have, especially, you know, especially for introverts like myself, because um, I can see friends without having to actually see friends, you yeah. know? And, and if I need to, I can mute them, and I can also just accidentally act like my uh, Wi-Fi is cutting out and just leave the meeting. So, you know, it's really nice. It's yeah. great. I was very good at that in high school. I, I had a lot of bad connection days during class. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> Brian, we did uh, a month ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were in uh, Fiddler on the Roof. I was yeah. like, Tevia, I was Perchik. Um, we, that was what, our third show together at that point? That was, yeah, I think uh, you and I have done three shows now, and uh, Paxton and you and I just did the one. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, that was a lot of fun. I, I hope you, I, I'm speaking for myself. It was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I love, I love Fiddler on the Roof. It's my favorite all time show. Um, and, uh, this was an opportunity for me. This was the, actually the third time I had done the show and, uh, a third time I had gotten to play what is my favorite character of all time, uh, Tevya. And, um, it's just now I'm the actual age that I'm supposed to be to play Tevya. So, you know, it, 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 it all it all comes together. It's full circle, the circle of life. It really is. All three. All, I saw, I think you posted that on Facebook of all three, like, yes, pictures yeah. of you as it. So that was really cool. It's pretty cool too yeah. that you kind of, at certain points, it wasn't like you did it all, you know, within three years' time. It was like at different points in your life that you got to tap back into your favorite mm -hmm. part. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is cool because, you know, I did it in high school. And when, you're, when I'm in high school, I'm, I'm still just a kid, you know, and I have no idea what the, you know, there, there are some really big life lessons in, in Fiddler and themes. And, and when you're a kid, you know, you, you, uh, you tend to uh, just uh, kind of 
see yourself in the kids in the show. Uh, and then the next time I did it, I had just had my daughter. And so I was starting to see it as a young, you know, a young couple who was just starting a family. And now I'm doing it now. And my oldest daughter is in college and, you know, soon will be, uh, you know, leaving the nest. And, and I'm, I'm now at that age where I, I, I feel like I've been on this, this lifelong journey with the character uh, and experience these things along with the character along the way. It was really amazing. Well, we've, uh, we were in Fiddler, and uh, the first show we did together was Spelling Bee. Yeah. Show was, it was something else. That was, that was, that's one of those shows where when I first heard it, I was like, oh, God, I don't know what I'm going to get myself into. <laughs> but by the time it was so happy, I had done, it was oh, the yeah. funnest thing I've ever been a part of, I, I think. It was so fun. I enjoyed my time in that show a lot. And I was kind of in the same boat as Paxton whenever we heard, when I heard about it, I was like, I, I, I've only heard a few things about this show. You know, I don't really know where I would, because I, like I said, in the first episode, I auditioned for Leaf and uh, glad Paxton got it. And I'm glad that I got Barfay because once it all came together, it made more sense that way. <laughs> it did, it did. And then you, right. you were one of the best improvisers that I have ever yeah. met. <laughs> And it yeah. just, I, I, the, the amount of times that I've thought in my head, how in the hell did he get that? How did he come to that, come to that conclusion? But it, <laughs> I definitely like to congratulate you on that because. Well, thanks. That, 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 that is a fun show. And I, I, I had done that show once before too, before doing it with you guys. And that show, um, if, if, if the listeners have not seen that show, it is a, first of all, it's a beautiful show. It's, it's very funny. It's touching. It's funny. It's, I mean, it's, You'll laugh, you'll cry. I mean, it is one of those kinds of shows. Um, but there is a an improv aspect to it because you pull people out of the audience to come up and actually, you know, be a part of the spelling bee. And uh, my character is the one who has to get them off stage somehow. And it's so every show is a little bit different. There's no show that's exactly alike. And I fell in love with that. I remember watching the Tony Awards when that, you know, when that was nominated, when it was first out and saying, what is this? What, what, is, you know, and then uh, I was able to get the script and I read the script. And I'm like, this is amazing. Um, and it's one of those shows that a lot of people still don't know it. Yeah. Oh, no. when, when they see it, after they see it, they're like, I love this show. I absolutely love this show. Yeah. No, I agree. It is one. That's how I felt because, oh yeah, I'm, I was like, when I did the show, I didn't, I read up until Leaf got eliminated and then I stopped reading, you know? So I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to, you know? So I think it was until like two weeks before the show when I actually found out who won the, the spelling bee. Like I didn't know who actually won it until like two weeks before. Yeah. But yeah. once yeah. I watched that first time sitting there, I was like, oh my, like this is a great musical. Yeah. The music's good. It's lighthearted, but it's funny. It's also touching and it's yeah. real. Yeah. Like every character's a blast. Yeah. There's yeah. not character in that show no there's not I, I had a great opportunity so back in 2015 um my wife and I went to New York City and that was my first trip to New York I, I my entire life I wanted to go to New York and so we decided that was the summer we were going to go to New York and so we bought tickets for several shows and we got you know we saw I think we saw four shows while we were there um and so we had to show, you know, and on, on Broadway, Monday nights are typically dark. Like they don't, they don't have shows on Monday nights. And so we were going to get into town on that Monday. And we knew that there, we weren't going to have a show that night. Well, a few weeks before we went to New York, I'm online and I see that 
on the Monday night that we are coming into town, there was a, a benefit performance, the, a 10-year reunion of the original cast of the 25th annual Putnam County Selling Bee. And I jumped on and got tickets to that, and we went to that. And it was amazing, because it was all of the original cast members coming back and performing. And then afterwards, um, outside, I ran into Jay Reese, who played the original uh, Vice Principal Panch, who I played. And I talked to him for a minute, and I said, uh, hey, I just wanted to let you know I, I've played your part. And he said, oh, yeah? He goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you didn't have a song. That's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, uh, I'm not a singer. I'm not a good singer. So we didn't write a song for the, <laughs> for the vice principal. And I'm like, hey, it's all right. I'm not a great singer either, so it's perfect. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was I thought that was interesting. But you know, the reason that 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 character doesn't have a song is because the original guy who did it didn't right. couldn't sing. <laughs> I saw a video of that. Um, wasn't the uh, the girl who played Logan? Wasn't she pregnant at the time that she? Yes. Like, no, so she. Yes. Was, however, age. Uh, oh yeah. Was... Then, but she was pregnant, and I thought that, <laughs> that was hilarious. Like it, it was. Yes. So, so instead of uh, the uh, the father. Uh, Pouring, pouring uh, Pepsi on the uh, on the stage, her water breaks. Gosh, that <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was good. Saying that 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 they have a really good cast there of people oh, yeah, because yeah. I think oh, I was, when when COVID first hit, they did like a Zoom meeting with that group together and like they played their characters how they would have on stage and it was funny to watch. Yeah. So I can only imagine what that would have been like to see a ten year anniversary. Yeah, it was incredible, incredible. Yeah. With that show, there's a lot to be said. I took a class on uh, the principles of play because um, I was going to be a theater education uh, major at Illinois State. And that show is just the the pinnacle of that idea. Like you get to go on stage and act like a child for mm -hmm. our case. In your case, you were you were the one of the only two adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was playing myself, really. I'm, you know, curmudgeon old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it yeah. was fun to just go up there and just be a kid. Like, yeah. especially after COVID, it was just a very, very breath of good breath, breath of fresh air. Because well, that, that's just theater, man. I mean, you know, you get to you for for a couple of hours a night, you get to be somebody completely not you. Yeah. Uh, and, and and you know, I mean, you you can that's it's so exciting to be able to walk out and just try things and. And, you know, and, and be in the shoes of somebody who you are not, who might be the exact opposite of who you are. Um, you know, you, there, I've, I've played a lot of roles through the years and I've played some that are much, very much like me. And I've played some that are nowhere near like me. And every role that you, you learn something, you know, and, and you, you go out there and you try to find empathy for the character and you try to have fun doing it. And, you don't have, you know, you might have all kinds of stuff going on in your own life, but you check it at the door and you walk out on stage and now you have their problems, <laughs> you know, but it's a whole, but you, you get to be somebody else. It's, it's amazing, you know, and, and for people who have never experienced that, um, I, I, w I wish everybody could experience that. You know, the three of us know what it's like to walk out on stage mm -hmm. and that rush that, that you feel in front of an audience um, it's hard to explain that to somebody who's never, who's never experienced that. And I, I wish everybody could experience that. Yeah. 
No, I agree, I agree 100%. It's, it's such, because I, I have cousins who have always asked me, like, what's that feeling like? And I'm like, I, you really can't, like, explain no. it, you know, because I played sports, and it doesn't feel like hitting a game winner or hitting a home run. Like, it's just, that's a feeling you get on stage when you know you crushed it and it went well. Like, yeah. it, it lingers on you for a while, and you could just, you just yeah. get you feeling really good. So, yeah, I agree 100%. Laughter from an audience is one of the most validating things in the world. <laughs> oh, it's intoxicating. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with that being said, the next show that we were in was uh, Adam's Family. Now, Paxton, <laughs> story, Paxton was in the show, and he was going to be playing Pugsley. Mm-hmm. And then uh, things happened in life, and Paxton had to quit. But Ryan and I, we both uh, finished out the show. I was Gomez, uh, and he was Uncle Fester. Um, and that that show was one of those. that, that That's a character that doesn't really have anything that pertains to me in life. But it was... <laughs> It was so a, that character doesn't pertain to anybody in life, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were fantastic, by the way. I mean, I, I've told you that in person, but I want I want your adoring audience to know that uh, Braden was an amazing um, okay. Gomez. You 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 really were. Um, that was a fun show. Uh, that you know, you, you going back to being playing somebody you're not. I mean, Uncle Fester. Good lord. Yeah, <laughs> that's not an uncle of someone's. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There, I don't. Nobody knows who or what he is, you know. Um, but uh, I, I had fun with it, and you know, and that's all you can do is just go out and find things with the character. You know, you don't. You know, the thing with uh, too about the Adams family is it's so well known, and and yeah. and people have been used to these actors, these well known actors playing these roles, and you have to, as an actor, try to find some new things that. They haven't already seen so that's a challenge you know but i, I think as a cut as a cast i think we did a pretty good job with that and and we had a very very solid cast for that show yeah. everybody had their own and their own personalities in each character and i really enjoyed building that show with everybody even when paxton was there with my <laughs> Yeah, with the fat weeks. suit that you wore for a day yeah <laughs> and and you fully committed you shaved your head for the role didn't you I did. I shaved. Yeah, I shaved the, the the beard and I shaved the head and everything. It was uh, it was a freaky, freaky thing. Um, I don't look good. It is not a good look. <laughs> well, you were also a good look. from the top of your neck down, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It was a blast, though. So we've been talking about recent stuff. I kind of want to talk about what got you into all of this in the beginning, because when, people, when I talk about you to people, because I, I talk about you, because I mean, I find, you, I find you very interesting. Oh, and yeah. I really have, I know we've only done really one show together, but the one show we did together, I've always said, like, you were one of the best actors I've worked with, just the way you're on stage and how good you are. And so I just want to talk about what got you, like, what started you out on the road of just acting and then radio and what you do now. Well, I, well, first of all, thank you. That's very nice of you to say thank you. Um, I, you know, when I was a kid, there weren't as many opportunities for kids in the Southern Illinois to do theater. It, it just didn't happen. And so I wasn't, I didn't do theater when I was, when I was a kid. Uh, my first show, I was actually in sixth grade, the first time I stepped foot onto a stage. And that was, at our, I lived, I grew up in Carterville, a small town here in Southern Illinois. And they had one year is my sixth grade year going going into sixth grade i think um they did a, a community-wide uh, kind of you know a talent show kind of a you know a, a variety show 
and I participated in two little skits or numbers in, in that. And that was the first time I was I had ever done it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. It was it was amazing. And so, but then again, there just weren't opportunities. There were no kids theater, you know. Our schools at the time did not have theater departments like the junior high or anything. So it wasn't until high school when I really started doing some shows. And my my uh, um, sophomore year of high school uh, is when I finally started, was able to get involved with musicals. And my first musical was uh, Little Abner. Um, and then uh, we did The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, I think was the, the first play I was involved with. And I had a very small part. Um, but I loved it. I just ate it up. And so the next year in high school, I did, um, we did The Sound of Music and I I was Captain Von Trapp. And then my senior year is when we did Fiddler. And so um, early on, I, it's just those shows and and the, the theater teachers I had and the music teachers I had at Carterville, uh, Sherry Hunter, Connie Church, Gayla Baker, um, they were instrumental in introducing me to this and encouraging me. When I was little, little, um, I was seven years old when my mom and dad gave me an audio cassette. And for all you youngsters out there, you Google an audio cassette, and there was these hard little cases, and you put them in this big old black tape player, and that's how you listen to stuff. Um, but they gave me a cassette, an audio cassette tape of an old time radio show. And it was Grace, George Burns and Gracie Allen. And I loved, I just fell in love with that. And I listened to it over and over and over again. And then I bought some more tapes and listened to them over and over and over again. And then I would get tapes, start taking blank tapes and recording my own shows. And I would make funny voices and I would do funny things. And so I had all these little tapes that I was recording and that is kind of my, that was kind of my start, but I really didn't get to use all of that until later in high school. And then in college, I, I just started doing theater all the time. And, um, really have been doing it ever since. I had to take a, a little bit of a break there. And uh, about 15 years ago or so, I took, a, I took a, a couple of years off. But for the most part, I've been doing theater ever since high school um, because it's, it's just... It's it's the only it's one of the few things I think I'm kind of good at. <laughs> I'm not good at there's there are so many things I suck at, um, but the theater is something that not only do I feel like I'm good at, but I, but I really truly enjoy it. Like I don't I don't feel alive like I do anywhere else than on stage, and so um, I, I I had an opportunity to you know I, when I I I thought I was going to be a theater major. I went to, uh, after Johnny Logan, I went to SIU for, for two semesters in the theater department. And then I had a career, an opportunity to, to go a, a different career path and, and I got into radio and I didn't pursue the theater. But I, in a way, I'm kind of glad I didn't because I'm, um, I'm not a risk taker. <laughs> and so I've never been the type to uh, jump and wait for the net to appear or, or um, I, I never had the, uh, as much as I love theater, I, I just never had the drive to go and make the, make it a, a living. Um, so I'm thankful that I've been able to continue doing it. Never been paid a dime for it. And that's fine because I love it. It's, it's what I do. You know, it's just, it's, it's 
it's where I have fun. It's where I've, you know, most of my friends that I, my, my closest friends have, have come through theater and I met my wife while doing theater. I mean, everything kind of ties back to theater. And had I uh, tried to pursue it uh, as a, for a living, I don't know where I'd be. I honestly don't know. I don't know if I would have made it or not. Um, and I don't regret that. I yeah. really don't um, because I still get to do it and I have fun doing it. Yeah. That was like a, a 20 minute long answer to one, a one minute question. Beautiful. I apologize. No, it was That's beautifully perfect. said. So you said that you kind of just got thrown into radio. You got another opportunity. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Because we know you've worked with radio for a really long time. And so just mm -hmm. about how that opportunity came to you, how you took it. Well, that opportunity actually came to me through theater. Um, so I had done some shows out at Johnny Logan. And one of the shows that uh, I... Well, let me let me backtrack a little bit. My best friend, his name is Tim Miles. He and I met doing theater, our first college show together back in uh, 30 years ago, next month, actually. Um, and we had done a lot of shows together. Tim, uh, he had started working at the radio station, uh, doing some production work and, you know, some covering some on-air shifts and things like that. So... I knew the general manager because I did theater with him. Uh, the operations manager had done a little bit of theater. I knew them also through Tim. But the, the one who uh, I connected with was a gentleman named Pat Benton, who was the morning show host on Z100 for many years. He was a wildly popular uh, morning show here in Southern Illinois. And I didn't really know Pat. I had met him, but I didn't know him. But he had come and seen uh, some of our shows. And I was waiting tables at the time. And I happened one night to wait table on Pat at, at the restaurant. And Pat told me that the overnight guy had just gotten fired at Z100. And he said, you should talk to Scotty. Scotty Cox at the time was the operations manager. He said, you should talk to Scotty. Maybe, you know, you're good. You, know, you, you, should, you should do that. And I never really, even though I loved listening to radio and I've always been fascinated with, you know, just all aspects of entertainment, I had never really thought about doing radio, being a part of radio. And so I thought, well, that might be interesting. So I, I went and talked to Scotty and, and uh, he said, yeah, well, we can give you a shot. And so I started working overnights on Z100 FM and which is a, a big, like it was like, and it still is the number one country station here in, in, in our area. And um Overnights, it, you know, back then it, everything was running off a CD, and so you had to have somebody in there all times to, to, to run the the station. And so, from I would come in at, at uh, I would work basically. I would go to school, I would go leave my my school and go to work at the restaurant, leave work at the restaurant, go work overnights at the radio station, go home and sleep for about two hours then start the whole thing over again and yeah yeah it was it was something but i learned so much and um over time i really got to know pat because pat would come in to start his morning show i he would relieve me um and so we we kind of got to know each other and he started having tim and i kind of come in and just goof around with him on his morning show that turned into us staying on his morning show for several years and I ended up being the co-host of the morning show. After that, it uh, Pat left the station 
and I continued to work mornings with with Scotty and and Julie. And then um, I had the opportunity to become the creative director. So I was in charge of all the commercials, basically, because I, I was working in production um, at the same time that I was I was on the air. And so from 90 December of 96 until May of 2011 I was I was always on the air on Z100 there was never a time where I wasn't on the air at some point um and I'm sorry that my dog is barking outside so if that if that's a noise I, I apologize he's 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 he, he's either barking at a leaf blowing across the yard or a burglar it it sounds the same um but anyway, I've, I was always part of that, and and so I worked behind the scenes with the creative, uh, the creative department, and I also worked on air, and uh, it was it was a ride, man. It really was. They, you know, I'm glad I did it. Um, I don't miss it. I don't miss it at all, really. Um, but uh, I'm glad that I had that experience. And then there's a, I was gonna say there's a lot of groundwork that goes into radio that people don't really realize yeah. at the top layer of looking at it. And for how you did exactly, I, I did radio for four or five months right before I went to California. Mm -hmm. And that was a real eye opener for me. It was really like, okay, you really do have to do a lot for yourself here. Yeah. You're going to have to push, you're going to have to work hard. And like, it doesn't stop when the show ends, when you're doing radios. And some people think that. So that's one of those jobs where the hours are long and you can feel every hour you're working. So for yes. Also at a radio station, um, uh, I worked for, uh, for WEBQ in Harrisburg. <laughs> Um, but for us, we didn't really do any like radio shows or anything like that. It was mostly just broadcasting local sports. Um, but I was a board operator. So I yeah. plug in the circuits and the feeds and I would uh, press play on mm -hmm. the automated set of, of songs that we were going through. But that was it was a it was a really fun job. Um, mm -hmm. Really awesome sitting in front of that huge board and, and hitting the button. Yeah, yeah a lot mean, of power behind yeah. that button at one day. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little uh i got a little uh, anxious about it i had one of the things for your car the m transmitters where you could basically set a station of the radio to your car mm -hmm. and play bluetooth through there well it mm. was we were in there and it was like it was like 2 a.m and so we were playing and i was like no one's listening no <laughs> one's listening so i i just to see if i could get it to work I went in and I plugged that Bluetooth transmitter in there and I started playing just random songs from, I'm pretty sure I played Barbie Girl. Um, <laughs> I played, I definitely played half of the Adams Family soundtrack, which if I, if they, if someone caught onto that, I would have gotten in so much trouble, but I was <laughs> heavy fines too coming someone's way. And they yeah. still don't know that I did that. So they do now. <laughs> they do. <laughs> what are they going to do? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun it was me and my uh friend Trey who also worked there we were just you know messing around we thought it'd be funny but he would also Trey would also go on the air in the middle of like we because we we would have fun and we would go in at like 2 a.m when it, we weren't supposed to be there but we would go in and right. be like let's play like we're radio hosts so we would just pull up mic and just start talking about random things throughout the day <laughs> just imagine one person probably driving no, yeah, the one person listening yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there there's was. always somebody listening. Always yeah. somebody. Listening. Yeah. <laughs> Never doubt that yeah. somebody. <laughs> yeah. No matter what you're. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing now? Um. Yeah, I. You know, so like I said, I was the creative director for many years at, at River Radio. So I was I was in charge of commercials for not just the 100, but all all of the radio stations there, and 
over time, I learned a lot of things. I, I was kind of self-taught with marketing. Um, you know, my, my buddy Tim and I worked together and he was very good at it too. And um, we, we just really started learning from some of the giants in creative radio, creative and, and advertising. And, and um, one of the, uh, one of the guys who we really admired was a gentleman named Roy H. Williams, who wrote a series of books called the wizard of ads. Uh, it's the wizard of ads trilogy. And he was a New York times bestselling author. And he really, I mean, it, like when it comes to advertising and radio advertising, he was like, on the Mount Rushmore. And um, he has, he runs a school down in Austin, Texas uh, called Wizard Academy. And we had uh, always wanted to go down there and take one of his classes. And finally, Tim was able to do so. And I was able to do so a couple of years later. And we made an impression on Roy. Um, him so Roy has what, what is called uh, the Wizard of Ads partners, and it sounds like a pyramid scheme, but I guarantee it's not. Um, there are seventy of us around the world now, uh, but basically, we we work with Roy, um, and we're we're official Wizard of Ads partners. We we him and I were both invited to become partners. You have to be personally invited by Roy to do it, and so we we became partners. Tim's been a partner for a few years before I became a partner in twenty ten. Um, and there got to be a point uh, at the radio station where I was getting burnt out. I was tired. I had I knew I, I had gone as far as I could go with what I was doing, and I wasn't going to make any more money. I was doing a lot of work for very little money, which is what radio is, honestly. And if if, if anybody's interested in radio and they're doing it for money, um, uh, the only way to do that is in sales. That's the only way. You're not going to go in and make a, a, a Howard Stern money. Um, it's not going to happen. You're going to make, you're not going to make much money at all, um, unless you're on the sales side. And so I, uh, decided to step away from radio and start working marketing, uh, on my own. And my buddy, Tim had been doing it for several years on his own and he needed help. And so I kind of joined forces with him and we've now been working together, uh, for uh, well, 12 years now, uh, since I left the radio station, and I I am so glad I did, um, because I still work in marketing. I'm I do a lot of writing. I do a lot of radio production. I do a lot of editing, um, and but now I'm, I'm not doing it for just anybody who wanted to write a check to the radio station. I'm doing it for clients who appreciate the work and able to you know say yes to some clients and no to others and that's a really freeing uh experience so now i'm, I'm getting to work and i work with we work with clients all over the country um and uh really just you know every day is a little different and it's just like any job you have good days you have bad days you have some clients that are dreams and other clients that are you know pills and you know it, it but in the long run i was so stressed out by the time i left radio um it was affecting my health. It was affecting everything. And I, 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 it was the best decision I made to, I, at the time I was scared to death because I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, Did you do that? But, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, so I just, uh, we, I, I stepped out in faith and, and, uh, I've never looked back.
And I'm so thankful because my schedule is flexible. I work from home. Um, I get to work with my best friend. He lives down in Tennessee, but we, we zoom and we, you know, we, we, we meet with our clients online and, uh, it's, it's just, it's very, it's, it's so much better than, uh, where I was, but I wouldn't be where I was if I hadn't worked in radio and learned from some of the best people in radio. And I wouldn't be in radio unless I did theater. It all, cause I, I, again, it all ties back to theater and uh, everything good that happened in my life, that's coming, that's happened in my life is tied to theater in some way. And your job is still somewhat of a creative outlet as well. Um, you've got to. Yeah. You gotta keep creative wit about you so that's that's really awesome I'm about to say, I, I, like you said too i've always told anyone who's asked me about theater like there's so many different avenues with theater like that you can do like because i mean i'm going to school for acting and people ask me like is that what you want to do and i'm like honestly right now i would i would love to act but given any opportunity to produce or to do something else i would do that in a heart and that's what it is with the things we type of do like you you probably never expected you would do radio and then you did it for so long and then you say you're not a risk taker but i mean that's pretty risky you know you went and to Texas and took that class and made an impression yeah. on it. I mean, you took some risks there. Easy, so I, I have, and I, I just in general, I've never been the risk take. I, you know, I, I will stop myself from doing a lot of things, and um, I'm I'm thankful that I in the one there was one time in my life where I wasn't and and uh, wasn't afraid to to walk away, and. Um, and I'm so glad I did. I mean, I can't imagine where I would be right now if I hadn't left uh, where I was back then. I love I love the people. Well, let me, let me, I love most of the people I worked with. Um, I, I, you know, but I, but the work is hard, and you work a lot for very little money. And um, uh, it was it was not, and and that I feel like I left at the right time because more and more cuts happen every year with radio and uh, because you can get people to voice track a shift from anywhere in the country. Um, you know, a lot of the radio that you're hearing may sound like somebody's local, but they're actually recorded, you know, and it may not even be somebody here. It may be somebody in Wyoming who's recording that, you know, here. So I, I feel like I got out at the right time, but I'm still working in radio because I do a lot of radio production. So I still, but I'm just on the other side of it. And so, We've talked about radio and wizards of ads, obviously, but I think it's time we get into the Mash Matters podcast because that's something that you're on too, and it's really successful as well. And we've listened to yes, a few episodes, yeah, yeah. and I really enjoy it. Oh, as have I. I've enjoyed every minute that I've to it. And I'll say this: I uh, and this you may not like this, but I've never seen one episode of Mash, but <laughs> I've uh, five episodes of yours podcast about it, and I've enjoyed every episode. Yeah. So that that if that sells. Oh. Thing, then you need to listen to I, it. I appreciate that. I think, you know, um, so I've, I've watched MASH my entire life. Um, and, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was eight years old when it went off the air. So I remember watching the finale and then going in my room and crying my eyes out because I, you know, it was saying goodbye to a family, basically. Um, and then I really, you know, then I, uh, in, in college, they were, you know, high school and college, they were reruns on, on the local channel. So I would tape them on, you know, the VCR and I would, you know, I was numbering them and trying to get all of the episodes and, um, and I was able to finally get them all, you know, and then they started, then they started releasing them on DVD right after I got, you know, done with all those VHS tapes, darn it. Um, but, uh, I've just loved MASH throughout the year. So, 
back in 1999, 98 or 99, um, uh, I, when I was working on the radio, I was on the morning show, and we would get these catalogs. And in the catalogs were potential guests like, you, hey, this person's written a book, this person's doing this. If you're interested in interviewing them here, call this number or email this or whatever. And I'm thumbing through and I see a MASH cookbook has been written by the guy who played Igor, Private Igor, the cook on MASH. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is my favorite show. I love the show. He has always actually been one of my favorite characters on the show. We, we've got to get him on the show. You know, so I reached out, you know, the, the email and got a response back saying, yeah, we'd love to have, you know, Jeff would love to be on the show with you guys, the morning show. And he was on the phone, but still we connected, you know, he, he was a guest on the show and we, we talked to him a lot that morning and uh, he and I just stayed in touch after that, like via email, we stayed in touch. And then Tim and I went to, out to LA for a radio conference and we ended up meeting him, having lunch and, it was, it's, you know, so we just, we just stayed in touch, but a couple times a year, I would just drop him an email. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good. You know, whatever. But we never, you know, that was, that was the extent of it. We just never, you know, we just stayed in touch. Um, so flash forward to 2018, I, uh, was growing, um, I was growing, uh, in frustration because my favorite show MASH was not well represented in the podcast space. Um, at the time there was really only one other podcast and it drove me up the wall <laughs> listening to it because I felt like these guys just didn't know what they were doing. Um, you know, like it was like somebody who kind of likes the show is doing a show, a podcast about a show. And it's like, okay. So I started thinking, I wonder if, I wonder if I could do a podcast about MASH. I wonder if, if what, what, I don't know what it would be, but I wonder if I could do that. And so I dropped an email to Jeff Maxwell, again, who played Private Igor, the cook on MASH, and said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I said, would you be interested in being a guest? Um, or maybe we could do like a recurring segment or something like that. And he emailed me back and said, honestly, I'd, just, I'd like to do it with you. Awesome. And you could have picked me up off the floor. So <laughs> then now all of a sudden it's turning into something completely different. And so we, we talked a few times on the phone and kind of, you know, figured some stuff out. And then we just jumped in and we started doing this podcast. We do it twice a month and it's called mash matters. And it's really kind of evolved into what it is now. But when we started, we, we weren't really sure what we were going to do. Um, but it, what it what it's really kind of it's really turned into something special because it's talking about uh, a beloved show from the perspective of somebody who loves the show who grew up as a huge fan of the show and somebody who lived the show who was a part of the show who it was their job to go and be a part of that show and so two completely different perspectives who we, we both love the show for completely different reasons. Um, and I, you know, Jeff, since he was on it, he doesn't, he never got into the minutia of it. He never, you know, he, he doesn't come at it from like a fan. So he doesn't know the, the plot lines and the minor characters and these, you know, the little intricate, but the fans love. Yeah. 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 So, um, 
so it was it but but he can tell all the behind the scenes stories you know he can tell us what was happening you know at, at those moments so um so it turned into something very special and and we uh we've been doing it since uh september of 2018 so we're coming up on five years um we've it's it's taken me places that i never thought i would go i have talked to people who i never thought i would talk to um to be able to talk to all of the main surviving cast members um including alan alda which is just unbelievable um i got to go to a comic con over in indianapolis uh last year and moderate a q a with loretta swit and jamie farr and jeff um and then we made a we we made that an episode of our podcast too. But you know, I'm sitting on stage with with these guys and and talking to these people and meeting them and 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 then for the 50th anniversary of the uh, uh, premiere of the show, which was last September, uh, Jeff and I actually went out. were able to go out to Malibu Creek State Park, which is where they filmed the out exterior shots of Mash, and be there for a 50th anniversary celebration. And we recorded. Um, live interviews with fans of the show there where it was filmed um and so being i mean i'm just i'm a goober from southern illinois how the heck yeah you know but it 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 was that connection to jeff years ago when i was working in radio you never you know you never know when you're doing something right now you never know until much later the connection you're making with somebody now, how it will affect your future. You do, you have no idea. I had no clue that one morning show guest would now turn into something where I get to talk about my favorite show uh, with somebody who was on the show. And we have a lot of people listening to it yeah. and, and, and liking it and supporting us on Patreon. And, and, you know, we, I mean, they're a part of it too, because we, we, we will solicit listener questions. Um, and we've got so many questions we're never going to get to <laughs> because we just get inundated with them. Um, we put out, so, uh, this week we were just yesterday, Jeff and I recorded the next episode and it's about least favorite episodes of MASH. What is your least favorite episode? We put out on social media on uh, Friday, uh hey what's your least favorite episode and why tell us and by the time we recorded yesterday we had about six or seven hundred different comments from people who 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 you know had had an opinion <laughs> and you know and we can't use them all but we were able to use some of them and it fought it just fosters that community people feel like they're a part of it and they feel like you know and so the podcast has kind of been cathartic for a lot of people because the show is very special to some people and um and, you know, and, and, and just getting to talk to some of these people and, you know, we've had several people who have passed away since we've spoken to them. Um, that's very special to be able to know that we were able to give them kind of their last uh, moment in the spotlight before they passed away. Um, I have the guy who uh, did the PA announcement, uh, Sal Viscuso. He texts me all the time now. I mean, it, it's just a bizarre thing, you know? Um, and well, and Braden, you, you're, you're, you're a big fan of Will Friedle, the actor Will Friedle from from Boy Meets World. He reached out to us because he's a huge Mash fan, and he reached out to us, telling us that our podcast is his favorite podcast. Blew my I I listened to some of that, and I'm just yeah. 
and number one, hearing him talk to you, I was like a kid in a cane. I was like, oh my gosh, I know him, and he's talking to him. <laughs> but it's it's just it's wild. It's wild to know that something that you know a seed that was planted twenty years ago has turned into something very different and special now. And I'm just blessed to be a part of it, you know, and, and I, a lot of it is just um, through the years making, I'm not a networker. I want you to know I am not a networker. I'm an introvert. When I go to a party, I'm in the corner right. and hardly talking to anybody. Okay. Um, so I'm not, I'm not a schmoozer. I am not one to try to network with people and try to connect with them for, you know, to get me down the road. It's just, if if I am really involved in something that I want to be involved with, um, I find people in those situations, those communities that are also like-minded and we connect. And sometimes those people open doors that you don't expect. And that's what happened here. You know, I've gotten to do some really cool things and meet some really cool people. And it's just because I happen to be in the right place with the right mindset at the right time and showing a true appreciation for it, not just out there trying to schmooze and, you know, use it to my advantage. That's awesome. I get, well, I mean, you just had a really good opportunity that, uh, that will Prideau actually had you come to watch a live taping of his podcast. Did you not? Yeah. Yeah. We went up to St. Louis a couple weeks ago and, and, uh, the pod meets world podcast was up there at the pageant in St. Louis and, yep. and, uh, will, uh, invited us to come up and, uh, sit in on the show and then they had the meet and greet afterwards and we purposely waited until the very end of the meet and greet got at the end of the line because um, first of all we didn't pay for you know the people the paying customers should go first um, but it was it was really cool because we were able to just hang out there for about 15 minutes at the end there and just and just talk um, and and again him introducing us to um, you know Topanga and and uh, and Sean saying this is uh the, this is the host of my favorite podcast was bizarre it's surreal <laughs> you know it really is and i've but, I've you know, podcast for a while and then um but I, so I, i'm double jealous because you get to meet my childhood hero is also listen to the podcast that i also listen to and getting to meet all of them but no that's that it's awesome like i remember you i remember seeing the facebook pictures and i was like oh my god that man is <laughs> And it all goes back to like what you were saying, like just how one thing can change so much. If you would have gone down the theater avenue and never done radio, this the, where yeah. you, I was talking, you know, it's yeah. a completely different thing, you know. And it's uh, another thing, like you said, you never know. Like I, I've told people too, like you never know who's someone's nephew or who's someone's cousin. Yeah, we like, talked about that in the first time. Never know when somebody you've done something with is gonna give you a text year down the line. Yeah. And it's like, and I was gonna say another thing. I was gonna ask you, who would have told you? years old when you were crying in bed that you'd be working with some of those people what would you have done yeah never, never would have <laughs> never would have dreamed of something like that happening never i still can't figure out why it's happened but it's happened and i'm a part of it now and um and i i take that very you know I, I it's not something i take lightly um in fact it can be a little daunting at times <laughs> because um there's a lot of responsibility with it and um but it's I, I, right now I'm still enjoying it. Right. And, you know, if, if it becomes a burden, then that is a sign that it's time to move on and, and try something new. But right now we're having a good time doing it. 
Uh, we're 108 episodes deep now, and so we're going to continue. We're going to continue as long as we can, you know, until something stops us. Um, we'll see what that is. <laughs> we know that you've done a lot of crazy stuff, and you've gotten to meet people and gotten to go the world. So with that being said, there's quite a, co a collection behind you, and I wanted to talk to you about the type of collection you have because you're posting it on Facebook a lot. I know you're a big baseball guy like me, even though the Cardinals are you know, not, not what they're normally at right now. So no, uh, no. you like maybe tell us a few of your favorite things in your collection or maybe something that you would have never expected to have come across and you found somewhere or got. Um, so I have a couple of different kinds of collections. What you see behind me is just a, kind of really the tip of the iceberg. Uh, there's a closet over here. Uh, that's where everything is. Um, so I, I collect autographs and I've collected autographs since I was in junior high school. Um, and the last time I tried to count, I think I have somewhere in the neighborhood of about 3000 autographs in my collection. Um, now some of them are nobody, you know, <laughs> you know, and the, the, they, they mean something to me, but most of you know, a lot of them are, are people, you know, but I have been able to uh, meet some, some really amazing people through, through radio and through the podcast and, and through some other people. And so, um, so I have my autograph collection. I also have, uh, that's my Cardinal collection over there. So I have a lot of, you know, like signed baseballs and things. Like that. And then this right here is my mash collection. And that is growing. In fact, what you can see is on the floor. I'm, I met my office is a mess right now, but what you can't see on the floor here is just boxes of, of stuff that I've, um, added to my collection, but I really don't have anywhere to put um, so I've got to restructure some shelves and, and shelving and things here. But um, a couple of the things in my MASH collection that are special uh, one, have been gifted to me. Uh, a couple of them have been gifted to me by Jeff. One is a, uh, a call sheet. Um, so that's when, you know, they would put out a call sheet every day for the next day. So people knew who, what actors were called, what time they were called, um, and what I have is the original call sheet from the last day of filming of, of the entire series. Wow. Uh, so I have that. I also have a Tiffany and Company glass that has 4077 on it, which was a gift uh, to the cast from Alan Alda. Um, and Jeff gifted that to me. And then I bought in an auction, um, there's something called the Humanitas Prize, uh, which is basically like uh, the Pulitzer Prize for TV writing. And um, I have three uh, trophies, three of the Humanitas trophies for the for the series Mash, uh, that were that belong to uh, the writer Thad Mumford. So, in my Mash collection, those are like the highlights. Um, but yeah, uh, the autograph collection I have so many. <laughs> um, there there are some that are more important to me than others, but um, but I have I have so many in my collection that it would be hard to. Although I, I will say that pro my favorite movie of all time is Ghostbusters. And um, I have a little Ghostbusters collection over here too on the shelving. Um, and years ago, uh, the Illinois Broadcasters Association uh, inducted Bill Murray into their Hall of Fame. And I was able to go to the awards ceremony because I was a part of the, uh, uh, I had some commercials that were up for awards that year. And we were able to go to the Hall of Fame dinner. And so I got to meet Bill Murray and uh, and get his autograph because he's a hard autograph to get. Um, 
but uh so that's probably one that's that's going to be in at least the top five for me of of my autographs i have a, a ghostbusters uh photo signed by him um and i have a photo of him uh and he and i together and he's leaning on me uh that was that was an interesting night i was so dumb with i i don't know what i said to him but i'm sure i sounded like an idiot because i have no clue what i said to him um but he was he was very nice and gracious and and was able to sign something which he doesn't always do <laughs> oh that's great so i mean we're at a point now to where I have to start wrapping things up yeah. because we're at about the hour. But I, I mean, with you, I feel like we could go on for about oh, yeah. three hours, six hours hour if we wanted to, to catch up. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back sometime. Yeah. yeah. Hey, down the road, we'll do part two sometime. Yeah, we'll have to not? bring you back for sure because there's a lot more that, and with the way, I mean, Nash is growing too. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. with things are going on, there's a lot more we'll be able to talk about down the road, I'm sure. Yeah. And it was just great seeing you guys because, I mean, you know, with uh, with uh, you know Paxton, with you being away and and uh, it, it, you know we, I don't know if we'll ever have a chance to to work on stage again. I hope maybe someday we will, but um, uh, but uh, it's it's just great to see you guys and and I'm, I'm I encourage you to keep going with this. And it, uh, we were kind of talking beforehand, but podcasting is there's a lot to it. You know, you kind of talked about that with radio, but. There, uh, people who listen to podcasts, I don't know if they fully understand how much work goes into a podcast. Um, and uh, so when, you, when you're hearing that, you just know that there are hours and hours and hours of work before and after going into this uh, one little episode that you're listening to, and including this episode of this podcast right here. So I commend you guys for uh, giving it a go. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. it. Yeah, I was going to say, the first thing actually right before we left, when you gave us our compliment after like our first or second episode, I was like, that's a big compliment. We were like, Ryan told us we did a good job. So we felt he good about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little, I will tell you though, I was a little concerned because, you know, you had your first podcast, which, you know, Braden was your guest. And then you had your second podcast, uh, your, your friend, what's her, I'm sorry, her name is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, she was your guest. And then uh, Marcia was your third guest. But it seemed like every time you had a guest on, that person stuck around to co-host with you. So I was a little concerned that I was now going to be expected to join the hosting team of, uh, of the podcast. <laughs> I, I will say if my, some of my, my two biggest mentors are, are Howard Stern and Conan, and they tend to add people with them. So I, I just kind of absorbed that with my, I like the vibe you're staying in. So. <laughs> uh, well, Ryan, thank you again for joining us on this uh, amazing day. Yeah, yeah yeah uh hopefully we get to have some more opportunities with you in the future i hope so i hope so be well guys you too thank you have a good one